Hello, and thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. As you know, we put in a ton of time and effort to make each of our shows as valuable as we can. If you find the information useful, please share this podcast with a friend by emailing it to them or sharing this on the social media site of your choice. According to a recent LIMRA study, there is a crisis in America with over 90 million Americans uninsured. You may be thinking I'm talking about health insurance, but I'm actually talking about life insurance. There's actually millions more that are underinsured as well as the over 90 million that are uninsured. And I think the problem is a lot of misconceptions. One is price. Limmer did a study where the average respondent estimated that the price for life insurance was three times what the actual cost was. And I think a lot of times people look at what insurance is and not what it does. Well, today, in honor of Life Insurance Awareness Month, which is being promoted by the nonprofit Life and Health Insurance Foundation for Education, we're going to focus on some real-life stories with some families where life insurance was just what the doctor ordered for those families. We're having a tragic situation hitting a family allowed them to at least financially focus on the healing and not worrying about where they're going to get money for even sometimes the basic necessities. So today we're going to share with you a couple personal stories as well as a couple situations and business circumstances where life insurance was critical in helping these families and businesses continue on. Our first story focuses on Peg Oganowski, who with her husband began a small family farm shortly after they got married. Tragedy hit their family when her husband John, who's an airline pilot, made a fateful flight on September 11, 2001. Listen in. John was a very unique individual, a very strong, confident, competent John had two personalities. There was two people in one. One, people knew him as an airline pilot. But the other side of him was a farmer. And we always used to joke around. Was he a a farmer dressed up like an airline pilot or an airline pilot dressed up like a farmer? John and I met on a work trip um, where I was the flight attendant and he was, um, at the time, flight engineer. I think we had our first date in December and we're married by the following October. First met John and Penny probably back in um, 1987. They were starting their family, and John was starting to acquire land to build the uh, the farm as it exists today. And they were building this farm, which took capital. I think Peg, you know, made sure that John and I, and the three of us, talked about, you know, the need for protecting his income. My parents were visiting from New York. I remember my mom saying there was a phone call for me, and it was my brother-in-law, Jim. And I was watching uh, breaking news on CNN, and they said the airplane hit the World Trade Center in New York City. And they were saying that the first airplane had been an American Airlines 767 from Boston. And I remember at that point just dropping to my knees and knowing, knowing in that instant that it had to be John. You can see something happening on television, you know it's real, but then to make that connection is very, very difficult. Knowing that your husband's airplane just went into that building, clearly there are no survivors, and yet 
a very vibrant person walked out the door only a couple of hours before. My father was a pilot and clearly brought in our, the majority of our family's income. Um, and without his income, without you know, help and proper planning, we wouldn't be in this home. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't have been able to stay at my private high school that I was at. A lot of the coverage was term. The thing was to cover the need and um, make sure all the debt was covered and make sure that, um, you know, educations were provided for and things like that. So, so between um, what he had with private companies and what he had as a pilot, the combination of all those coverages, um, you know, saved the day, really. We all believe in individual responsibility. Take care of yourself, take care of your family, and provide for them. And John did that. He did that in his life, and he did it in his death. Our life today is very good. Uh, we still look out and see my brother-in-law, who now operates the farm, operating the tractors, working around the farm, and I can't tell you how often I look out and think, that should be John, but it's not. Um, but we've had a very busy life with kids in school and growing up and all that goes on with that, and you know, you move on with your life. I heard one expression once that said it so well. They said, um, you never get over you never get over it, but you get on with it. And I'd like to think that's what we've done. Our next story focuses on Frank and Laura Ames, a family with two young children. Hear how life insurance impacted their lives. Laura was a very remarkable person. She was probably one of the happiest people I've ever known in my life. She just always had this inner light about her that really stood out. Full of life, funny. You could tell she was a happy person. I first met Laura when she came over for Easter dinner and I was out in the backyard playing with my nephews. And when I just met eyes with her, uh, it's like somebody hit me on the head saying, this is the woman I have for you. Me and Laura got married December 3rd, 1994. I was what they call a minor tunnel rat. Uh, in 1999, I was at work and the truck rolled down and hit me in the back and fractured my back and went through a lot of surgeries and they said I would never walk again. Laura was there the whole way. I first met uh, Frank and Laura at, in January of 2002. Uh, Laura worked at a small church school, and even though Laura was the only one working, Frank's disability income was their primary source of income at that time. I called Laura. We went through a needs analysis. You know, they, they didn't want to skimp on anything, and we didn't skimp on anything when we put the policy together. They purchased small whole life policies with a very large term writer. Laura was not sick at all at the time. In fact, she actually qualified for preferred rates, which was the best rating class we had at the time. Frank was, was actually uh, not able to get insurance through my primary company, and we were able to get him a smaller policy with another company. Two weeks later, we went to the doctor. We found out that she had this large tumor underneath her uterus area, and then they found another lump next to her lymph node. So, you know, we were both very thankful that we had signed up for insurance then. 
Bethany was five, Josh was three, and I was having faced to be possibly a single dad and raising two kids, you know, with a broken back. She had finished the chemo and everything was good and everything was in remission and uh, we got a call. And it was her doctor saying, you need to come back for surgery ASAP. After the surgery and everything, and they uh, told her, you know, you probably got about a year, year and a half at the most to live. Laura passed away on October 7, 2007. When somebody passes away, especially at a, at a young age like Laura did, it, it's emotionally devastating, of course, but because of the planning that they did, it's taken a tragedy and, and really turned something beautiful out of it. One of the riders that we put in place was the Living Benefits Rider. The Living Benefit Rider allowed them to access part of Laura's death benefit while she was still alive, and that enabled them to purchase this beautiful property in Missouri, which ended up being where Laura spent the last two years of her life. Frank now has his own permanent insurance through spouse's paid-up purchase option. It's a special type of policy just for this situation, and it is building some cash value for retirement and you know being able to support the kids after he's gone. Frank is able to pretty much be a full-time dad. He's really able to focus on the kids. I think that uh, the kids and Frank, are, they're going to be just fine. They're going to have her with, you know, with them forever. They're the strongest kids I've ever seen. And that's Laura's strength. She prepared them well. Boy, this story sure teaches us some of the flexibility that people can do in their planning with just a life insurance contract. All too often, we only concern ourselves with the main breadwinner being insured. And a lot of times, a part-time working or non-working spouse is usually left without insurance, especially in this case where a lot of the focus might have been on the husband being that he was disabled. And here you have a spouse that is helping take care of her disabled husband, raising the kids and working part-time in a small community church. Who would have thunk that tragedy could have hit her and affected the family in such a devastating way? But through the use of insurance and some of the riders, imagine how much better life was for them being able to have that purchase of a dream house where the wife could be part of the planning process, knowing that she was probably leaving her family, but that she was leaving her family in good hands. Another point I want to mention here is a lot of families feel it's really important to have a parent at home raising the kids. And a lot of times, when there is a loss of a parent due to premature death, a lot of times the kids end up losing both parents as a result of the surviving parent working twice as hard to keep everything together. Well, because of the planning that they did, their father was able to stay at home to raise those kids. Due to having disability income coverage, as well as the proceeds of life insurance when his wife passed away. This story talks about a lot of the features and benefits that have come out in the last 10 or 15 years with life insurance. Riders like a terminal illness rider, which allows a person to get benefits while they're still here. There's things like also link benefits for long-term care. 
the rider that was available for the disabled spouse to buy additional coverage when his wife passed. There are many different areas that life insurance can help protect a family that go beyond just the straight death benefit. So if you haven't sat down and reviewed your insurance with your insurance professional recently and considered some of these additional benefits that are now available, it might be a good time to reevaluate. We don't want any of you to be one of the statistics of the 90 million plus Americans that are not insured or maybe underinsured. So make sure that you understand what you have. He talked about a needs analysis to make sure they were properly covered. A lot of times the old ways of looking at things with five to seven times income in today's economic environment may fall way short of what a family actually needs to carry on. Now our next story has to do with a young widow whose husband passed when he was just 28 years old, leaving her behind with two young children. Listen in. first met Jackie, I noticed in her personality that she was just absolutely bubbling, sure of herself. Um, a person that believed in um, prayer. She believed that every, every person was just great. She was interested in everything we were in. Uh, sports, TV shows, music, anything we liked. She cared a lot about especially her friends, but especially her family and my sister and I. When her husband passed, he had a small policy. And um, it wasn't enough to maybe take care of all the needs. And Jackie had some insurance, but then she said to me, said, Mom, I think I need to get more insurance because I'm not sure what would happen if something would happen to me. She said, I, I just want to buy the best insurance that money can buy. She wanted something that would protect her in case she got ill. She used the word, I want the whole enchilada. I said, fine. Uh, We met frequently uh, for lunch, and sometimes we'd meet for breakfast. And we just, our friendship was very, very close. She first had a cough, and we thought it was just a cough, you know, maybe a cold or what have you. And then we decided to go and get x-rays. And that's when she broke the news to me and told me that uh, she had uh, cancer and that she would have to take advantage of the disability uh, part of the policy. She always felt like, well, Mom, this is just another thing that we have to pray about. And she felt that she was going to get better. I suggested to her that she would go ahead and use the terminal illness policy, which allowed her to receive 75% of the policy. That's when she decided to purchase a home for her daughters, uh, purchase a car for her mother and dad, purchase a car for her um, other daughter, and she made all her funeral arrangements. Uh, She paid for them. She actually, what songs she wanted to be sung at the funeral. She took some of it for tuition and um, clothing and getting Ebony settled in school. She told me, you know, you know that I'm really sick and um, she'd always, you know, just tell me in the event that something happens to me, you all will be taken care of. She said, the day I leave, celebrate my life. She first told me, said, Mom, uh, my body is shutting down. Said, um, uh, I think I need to uh, maybe get up. When she stood up, I have to get up. And she said, Mom, I think I'm going to uh, faint. I said, you better not do that to me. And she said, well, then I'll pass out. And she laid her head on my shoulder, and that was it. 
She was an advocate of life insurance. Everybody she spoke to, everybody she saw, whether it was church, whether it was friends, that was always in her mind is that you need life insurance. Just to know that, you know, that person loves you enough to take action so that when they're not there, that you can take the time to deal with grieving instead of trying to, oh, now what are we going to do? How are we going to pay for this? How is this going to be taken care of? She wanted Ebony and Shannon to have the best education and have the same lifestyle that she was able to give them after she was gone. And that's why she chose to have insurance to help them along the way. That was her greatest wish. This story is just another example of how accelerated death benefits with a terminal illness rider allowed for benefits to be received before a person passed away. So the myth about life insurance is only for the dead couldn't be further from the truth because life insurance not only provides for the living you leave behind, but can provide for you if tragedy hits home. Another example of a benefit is the waiver of premium. Upon disability, many policies will offer you the option to have premiums waived so you don't have the stress of trying to keep up your life insurance at a time where your focus needs to be on your health. Now, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to share some real-life stories brought to us by the Life and Health Insurance Foundation for Education, a nonprofit organization dedicated to creating awareness about the importance of life insurance. We're going to have some stories to share with you that involve business situations, so please stay tuned. Having a conversation with your child is like putting money in the bank. For example, every time you ask your child... So, how was your day? You've just added to your conversation trust account. And when you say to your child... Good job, son. You get double deposits. And the more you ask, the more you put away. And it's good advice... Excuse me. And it's good advice to have... Stop that! And it's good advice to have little chats with your child as often as you can. Thank you. Because someday, when they're teenagers, it may pay off big dividends. Dad, can I ask you something? Give your family everything. Give them your time. Thanks, Dad. I think you're right. Welcome back as we continue to honor Life Insurance Awareness Month with some real-life stories that have been provided to us by the Life and Health Insurance Foundation for Education, a nonprofit organization dedicated to creating awareness about the importance of life insurance. If you'd like to access some of their tools or hear more of these real-life stories, go to their website, lifehappens.org, or go to your insurance professional to find out how you might be able to better protect your family. Now, this next story is an example of a business owner who took advantage of life insurance to help start a business, but then life insurance was also critical to help his family carry on. Listen in. Bob was the sunshine. Very set on family. Honest man. He always called me bright eyes every time he saw me. Great father, wonderful husband. He loved his grandchildren. You felt that love from Bob Mintz. And he was like that with everybody. He comes from a huge family of uh, 13 brothers and sisters. They didn't have a lot, so if they 
wanted what they wanted, they had to go out and make their own money. I think that gave him the drive that he needed to become successful. He was definitely a joker, and the majority of his jokes were corny, especially to us, because we heard him, it was the same recycled jokes over and over again. First time I met Bob Mentz was early in my career, 1985. He had his own reasons for seeing me, which I found out later. His father had died and left his mother virtually penniless, and he wanted to make sure that his family were going to be okay if anything happened to him. We met for a financial profile. They both told me what was important to them. I then designed a plan around their needs and what they told me were their priorities. And that included disability insurance, life insurance, retirement planning, qualified plans through the business, uh, making sure that his will and trusts were done. Every facet uh, was challenged. One of the things he wanted to do was make sure that he had insurance all of his life. Another was he liked the idea that it would grow a cash value because you can borrow from your cash value product at a very attractive interest rate. So he financed his business expansion with the cash values in that original life insurance policy. And that is really what catapulted the business into the success that it is now. The day that Bob passed away was just a normal day in our life. He didn't feel well, he stayed home. And my mom and I went into work. He called me about 12.30 and he said, would you come home and straighten my covers up and get me something to drink? So I went home and he just said, he didn't want me to kiss him because he didn't want me to catch what he had. So right there, he thought he had a flu. So I told him I'd make a doctor's appointment. He said, I want to thank you for taking care of me. And I said, you know, you don't have to do that. After that, you know, we didn't hear from dad the rest of the night. And um, mom went home and um, she found him dead. I asked him how he was, and then when I touched him, I knew he had passed away. He passed away in his sleep, bleeding ulcer. You know, your whole life has changed. I just couldn't believe my ears, and I drove the hour to get to the house. All I kept thinking on the way there was, dear God, give me the strength to get through this. I have to be the thinking mind. They're going to be counting on me to do what's right. A few days later, they asked me if I would read the eulogy at his funeral. And I got through it okay until the priest read a letter about all the charitable giving that Bob had done. It just overwhelmed me that this man, who I call the kindest man I've ever met, had done so much more and never told a soul. The life insurance really helped my mother. It's helped me to relax and travel and just not go crazy. Even though my dad is gone, I know that he's still providing for us. He set things in motion that will take care of us uh, for a long time to come. Having a good, sound financial plan with somebody that you respect and trust is the ultimate peace of mind. I always tell Michelle she saved my life, but she did. This life story's continuing my husband's work. He's still helping people, and that's, that was his life, to help people. 
Well, one of the other benefits that life insurance can provide, as talked about earlier in this story, is the ability to access cash values when using permanent life insurance. And in this example, Bob used life insurance to help start his business by having access to cash by borrowing money from his policy at a very favorable rate. Now, right now, with the way the economy is and the banking circumstances, it's very hard for a new business to be able to borrow money from the bank. The restrictions that are on borrowing these days are much more stringent than they were a few years ago. And cash value life insurance might be the only source that people might be able to access when starting a business. The other thing that kind of struck me a little bit is I know a lot of times when sitting down with clients and talking about how much life insurance is the right amount to help with a family, a lot of times the comments will be made somewhat tongue-in-cheek. Well, they can just get a job or I can get by on just the one paycheck, no problem. And here's a question to ask yourself. If you're not saving an amount equal to the other person's paycheck, that means you need both paychecks to live in the circumstance of a husband and wife. The other thing is, if you have a non-working spouse, a stay-at-home spouse, will they be able to replace the income and benefits that you have? Well, one thing that I've found when dealing with clients who have lost a life partner and their spouse is they don't necessarily just get up and start their day like nothing happened. There is a long grieving process in getting over the loss of a loved one. And sometimes those funds, as it was talked about in this real life story, the wife has been able to have the security, the financial security, to be able to get away from the circumstance, travel a little bit, and maybe make the healing process just a little bit easier. It's bad enough facing tragedy, but it's even worse when you have to face tragedy along with the stress of lack of financial security. This next story is of a business owner who died at a young age while starting a very successful business. In this circumstance, there was an immediate need for cash when he passed to help not only the business continue on, but allow the family to get the money they needed to continue on. Listen in. Dale was the type of man that thought he could change the world. Dale just had a common longing to help people raise or rise up above where they were. He was very smart, and I thought a brilliant person. Here was a young man that was going somewhere quickly. You could always see he had a lot of entrepreneurial spirit about himself. We officially started to be talked about the business on our honeymoon in 1990. That's when we came up with the name Delinda. At that time, he was a programmer, computer programmer, so of course it would be a computer-based business. That's what he loved to do. We had our first really big contract in 1998 with the state. And then he picked up a contract with the city of Birmingham. I saw Dale uh, in the uh, Birmingham Business Journal and um, cut out his article. And um, it was a story that was run on him talking about how successful his business was. So I wrote him a little note, sent it in the mail. And before I could follow up with him, he actually made the call to set up the meeting told me what he wanted to do and kind of gave me the visions and, and asked me to go back and come up with a plan to protect him, his family, and the business. And he wanted to make sure that at least his family would be provided for economically in the event something happened. And of course, we never thought at such a young age something would happen. 
When I got up that morning, I remember he was sitting on his side of the bed. He was actually up all night and didn't get to sleep, and um, he had chest pains. I said, we've got to go to the emergency room. I wanted to call paramedics, but he said, no, we're close enough to the emergency room. We can get there. And he turned in to get out the car. He said, I think I can make it. And he stopped as he stopped right in the door. And I said, Dale. And he didn't answer me. And when I called him the second time, that's when he came back. And his eyes were rolled back in his head. All I remember is running into the emergency room to try to get some help. They got out there and got him, but he never did regain consciousness. They never could get him back. He passed away of a um, heart attack. Later on, when I did get back home, it dawned on me to call Greg. The first thing I did was um, got on the phone with the office manager, and it everything started rolling. Uh, I needed to get some money in her hand and get it in, in her hands fast. The policy that they bought was considered key man uh, because it was for the business and it, it did exactly what it was supposed to do. It gave her enough cash to basically keep the company running until she get herself up to speed. The company's very much alive and well and it's got a couple of contracts going with the city of Birmingham, I know for a fact, and probably a few more that are looking out in the private sector. So she transitioned into the role of CEO, and I think she's done quite well. We lost a visionary, a brilliant man, real people person, a real community-oriented person. Dale's uh, wife is okay, the company is running, uh, the kids' college is taken care of, and they're okay for the rest of their lives. I hope these stories have inspired you to sit down with your insurance professional to make sure that your coverages are all you need them to be. And if you have a friend or family member that you think can benefit from this show, this is probably one of the most important ones that you can forward to them because it's an area that none of us really want to face or talk about. But boy, when we lose a loved one, especially after a prolonged illness, not only are there higher expenses, but now the income is gone. Life insurance provides an income tax-free death benefit when it's needed the most. And if you'd like a little bit more information as far as tools and resources to help your family decide what is the right type of coverage and what's the right amounts to get you started before you meet with your insurance professional, go to the nonprofit Life and Health Insurance Foundation for Education website, which is lifehappens.org. Don't put off for another minute leaving your family exposed to not having adequate or maybe no life insurance at all. Thanks for joining us this week, and tune in again next week as we explore another phase of the real wealth process. And remember, if anything you heard in today's show you'd like to get more information about, contact your real wealth advisor. Also, if you feel that any of this information will be helpful to a friend or family member, just click the Forward to a Friend button. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. We've got additional information and links in our show notes which you can click on to learn more. If you have any questions about any of the topics covered or would like to learn more, you can go to our website, www.myprisminsurance.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. Call us at 951-243-2800 or email me directly at prob at myprisminsurance.com. The email is in the show notes as well. 
Once again, thank you so much for tuning in and have a wonderful week.